The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever been driving along and the car in front of you decides to hang a left turn without putting their indicator on? It's infuriating, isn't it? Well, it turns out that signalling our intentions is a very important life skill. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program today as we take a look at your ability to do just that, to signal your intentions from a different perspective. Yesterday, on A Different Perspective, we looked at the whole subject of people having knee-jerk reactions as part of the series that we're doing now on the things they forgot to teach us when we were growing up, those basic life skills that all of us have gaps in those basic skills. And yesterday, I shared with you how surprised I was to discover that when I finally one day opened God's Word, the Bible, which I'd always thought of as being an old-fashioned, stuffy, theological thing, that God actually deals with some of these really important life issues. And, and it's funny that when we take his wisdom and his love and his guidance and put it into the gaps, we can end up having quite an amazing life. Now, knee-jerk reactions happen when something unexpected comes our way, something that's threatening or, or we don't understand it, or it puts us off our guard, and we react. And other people react too. It's a daily occurrence. So we talked about knee-jerk reactions and a whole bunch of other things over this last week and a half. And if you missed any of those programs on the things they forgot to teach us while we were growing up, you can pick them up and listen to them at www.christianityworks.com. Now, one of the biggest causes of knee-jerk reactions in other people is when we do something unexpected, something that threatens other people. They react. Yesterday we saw how Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, wrote, Be angry, but do not sin. I love it how God recognises in his book, in the Bible, the reality that sometimes we do get angry. When was the last time that someone or something set you off? The last 24 hours, maybe? The last 48 hours? That person who is driving their car too slowly and and they get through the traffic light, but you get the red light. It's fabulous, isn't it? And it really sets you off. But when something does set you off, how much is the element of surprise the cause of your reaction? The story that I talked about at the beginning of the car in front that all of a sudden slows down and turns right without putting their blinker on. And we get upset not because they're turning right. We get upset because they didn't tell us that they were going to do it so that we could do something to counter that, which, of course, is putting our foot on the brake. Sometimes we all have to do things that upset or threaten people. Let's take an example of a manager at work. He or she looks at the business process, maybe the way the mail's coming in and it's being processed and checks are being... Maybe they look at that process and they say, hang on a minute, we can do much better at this. If we reorganise this and shift that to there and get so-and-so to do this and tweak that, gee, we can actually turn those things around much faster. 
a much more effective way of doing things. And so the manager comes up with an action plan. Step A, step B, step C. Now, notice something here. This is an entirely legitimate thing for them to do. But change is threatening. Most of us find change very threatening. Let's look at two different ways that the manager could approach this with his or her staff. The first way, the manager has a staff meeting, gets all the staff in a room and says, right, I've had a look at this process and we can do much better at this. Here's the plan. Step A, step B, step C. Fred, you won't be doing that anymore. Debbie, I want you to take over that. And Fred, I want you to do something else. How often does that happen? And then somehow the manager is surprised when they they get a reaction. Just like our friend in the car in front of us who didn't put an indicator on. When we drop something unexpected on people without giving them time and space to get used to the idea. You know, we all need time and space to get used to ideas about change. I remember when people reorganised stuff who were above me at work, I would find it threatening, even though I'm a change agent in a sense. I'm someone that helps people work. When it affects me, when it impacts my life, buddy, I have to tell you, I get affected, and chances are so do you. So there was plan A, have the staff meeting and just announce it to all and sundry. Here's another plan. The manager is looking at these things and in the next staff meeting, he or she gets everybody together and says, look, I've been looking at the way we do stuff and and see how this bit's broken and see how that bit's broken. My hunch is we could do some better stuff. Can you all have a think about it between now and the next staff meeting? Because I'd love to get your ideas on it. I'd love to see what you think and see how we together can make this better. So at the next staff meeting, people talk about their ideas. Well, it might still be a difficult and thorny issue. The people who are really involved, maybe Fred and and Debbie who are really involved, still aren't convinced. So the manager says, thanks a lot for that. Let me take that away and have a think about it. And then he he goes and has a one-on-one with Debbie and says, look, this is my problem. This is the thing that's really important to me. Can you help me to change this? And then goes and talks to Fred and says, look, what I've really noticed is that you have some skills in client service. On the one hand, we want to change this. On the other hand, I really want to make better use of your client service skills. And then at the third staff meeting, brings the team together and says, look, talk this around a little bit. And really where I think we're headed is this. Now, tell me something. Of those two ways of handling it, which one do you think is better? Jesus says to us, love each other. Well, that's nice, but how? Well, look at those two processes. Which one shows more love and respect? Which one reinforces the dignity of people and their value? Which one is likely to draw less negative reactions? Pretty obvious, isn't it? The one that involves the people, the one that engages them. Now, we won't always agree on everything, but when we signal our intentions, it gives people time to engage. It gives them a space to move. One of the things I've noticed in doing a lot of this sort of work in a lot of organisations, large and small, is that sometimes when people find out about change, you get a reaction, you get a knee-jerk reaction. There is a huge space between a reaction and a considered position. And when we love and respect and discuss issues with people in that space, nine times out of ten, we'll get a much better reaction. What if we changed our approach to dealing with people at work and at home and at church and in sporting clubs? What if we changed our approach and said, when I'm going to institute some change or introduce something new, 
I'm going to give them space. I have a plan for doing a little bit of signalling and and I'm going to give them space. What if we did that and that reduced knee-jerk reactions around us by 60 or 70%? Would it be worth it? I'll tell you what. It's nice when people stop having knee-jerk reactions. And sometimes what we don't realise is we are the ones who are causing the knee-jerk reactions to happen. Just thinking about how we can help people to give them space to go from a reaction to a considered position. It's like we can be a cushion or a shock absorber in a relationship where we become the peacemaker. Jesus said, love the people around you as much as you love yourself. Well, if I want other people to treat me this way, maybe I should treat other people this way too, even when sometimes they don't understand this stuff. Loving is a practical thing. It's a walk. And when we signal our intentions, when we accept initial reactions, when we give people time and space, when we engage with them during that time, you know something? That's a four-letter word. It's called love. The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.